Hey folks, this is Jesse Go. back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, sure do appreciate y'all joining me. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, tell them about it. I'm incredibly grateful for that and humbled by it. Hopefully it helps each of us a little bit individually, helps our country as a whole, even if just a little bit. And because I forget far too often, Father, thank you for the time to record the podcast, the people that listen and share it, guide them through their days, give me the words you want me to speak. So we have a hint, and I use that term real loosely, a fall again. And it may stick around a little bit longer than it did last time. We'll just have to see. But it's encouraging nonetheless. We made homemade pumpkin pie the other night from our own pumpkins out of the garden, which is always kind of makes you smile. And... Oh, we found eggnog in the stores. So we were pretty excited about that too. Maybe me more than the girls, but I don't know. So we'll get started, folks. We're going to... Wind picked up. Talk about a couple comments from a couple different presidents. We're going to start with Lincoln. And at the end of his second annual address to Congress, December of 1862, in giving freedom to the slave, we assure freedom to the free, honorable alike in what we give and what we preserve. We shall nobly save or meanly lose the last best hope of earth. Other means may succeed. This could not fail. The way is plain, peaceful, generous, just. A way which, if followed, the world will forever applaud, and God must forever bless. We're at this point again today, folks, uh, particularly the similarities between abortion and slavery as far as denying life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to a certain group of people was based primarily on skin color with slavery. Obviously, overwhelmingly the majority. Uh, And today, based on age, I guess you would say, although before they're born, just the, in both cases, right, we have 
human beings treated as just disposable, unwanted, a nuisance, a burden. And abortion dwarfs slavery today. But really the underlying comment here that I wanted to get to with Lincoln is, we shall nobly save or meanly lose the last best hope of Earth. Why are we the last best hope of Earth? Because that's still true. Because God has, as James Otis, one of our signers of the Declaration said, God has been since the beginning the cornerstone of the Republic. God the Father of Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. No other God, folks. All religions are not equal. We talk about that and the founders' opinion of that very clearly multiple times. And so, the only way we can save our republic, this last best hope of earth, is to turn back to God. We've we've allowed ourselves to be, we've allowed ourselves to forget God, to reject God, to forget who we are and be distracted by the world, the things that the world tells us to chase. We want to conform to what everybody else says we ought to do. Uh, We spend hours and hours and money on diets and working out on our phones, on watching Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu, going back to the phones, TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter We spend hours and money uh, hunting, not to feed our families, but as a, as a way to escape our families or escape our jobs or, or just self-care, if you want to go that route. Going to play golf, reading for purely just for entertainment. And, and we spend all this time, folks, just an inordinate amount of time on these other things. And, and we and we push God away. You know, we want to go up and down the road during the week and on the weekend chasing athletics. Spending all this time and money and effort with diminishing return on things that won't strengthen our marriages or strengthen our children in their future marriages and their lives. I harp on that often. I struggle with this. I've told those of y'all that have listened to this podcast, this is probably one of the areas that I struggle the most is allowing love of sports because I do, I enjoy it, folks. I like watching it. I could easily, easily sit on a couch on a Saturday and watch college football all that wouldn't take any effort on my part at all. I enjoy it. I enjoy going to watch my children play sports and I can do it for a long time. And there are great lessons to be learned. I'm just picking on the one that I'm weakest on folks. You, you look in the mirror and pick on the one. Maybe, maybe you get sucked into your phone for hours and hours and hours. Or maybe you can binge watch a whole series on Amazon or Hulu or Prime. Or maybe you are a workout fiend and you can go run 
you know, prepare for marathons and run half marathons where you're running for hours and hours each week. You know, whatever it is, look at yourself in the mirror. Acknowledge what your weakness is. So I'll go back to my example. You can use me. You can beat up on me. So I enjoy these things. And yet at the end of the day, there, and there's some great lessons. What I was saying, there's some great lessons about athletics, from athletics that you learn. I grew up with some wonderful work ethic, determination, ability to fight through pain, uh, just a number, teamwork, leadership, uh, integrity if it's done right, just a number, host. But there's a point of diminishing return too, folks. There's a point at which we've learned these lessons and learned them well. And now we're chasing personal gratification, entertainment, trying to push our children somewhere and, and it's, not, it's not strengthening their faith in God. It's not strengthening their future marriage. It's not strengthening our nation. It's actually weakening it, weakening it because, and, and we talk about this often, if I go, right, and I watch a, just one football game, and, and I won't even talk about the time to actually drive there, get into the stands, sit there, watch the game, get out of the stands, drive home. Just the football game itself, three hours, right? Now, you ask me if I've spent three hours that week with God or loving my wife. And, and now, folks, if you're really honest, if you're really here to try and help make yourself better and make the country better, whatever it is that your weakness is, you think about that. If it's working out, if it's hunting, if it's golfing, if it's shopping, if it's whatever it is, if it's going away for girls weekend, you know, guys night out, whatever. You think about the time and money and effort that you put into that, right? And now you ask yourself, do I put at least that much, if not more, into God and my spouse? And if the answer is no, then we've got to do one of two things. We've got to say, man, I really messed up and I've got to start to work on this and really fix it. And not just kind of, but really. Especially as parents or grandparents, because we're supposed to be the leaders, especially as husbands, because we're supposed to be the leaders. We're supposed to lead by example. You've got to fix it. You've got to, there's no way to kindly say this, folks, as we said in the Marine Corps, you've got to unscrew the situation because we've messed up. And we're given all this time, all this money, all this energy to things less important. And so, and so if we do that, the, the other option is if we choose to say, well, I don't think I've messed up. I think this is fine. I think it's okay to go uh, watch sports for hours and hours and hours on the weekend or to be on my phone for hours each day or to read for purely entertainment purposes for hours each day or to go hunting you know, every weekend when I haven't seen my wife and kids or, or whatever it is, whatever your weakness is, go shopping and spend all this money that my family could use. So your second choice is, well, you know what? My priorities really aren't God or my spouse. You throw in your kids there too at the end, but I think, <laughs> I think I'm being harsh enough on us all right now just to stick with God and our spouse. That's the other option, folks. Nah, not really priorities. It's okay. I have other priorities. I have me. I'm a priority. My interests are a priority. My desires are a priority. 
I'd rather go along with society, go along with culture and be entertained myself and, and, and be comfortable with everybody else and not have anybody look at me like I'm weird. So all this goes back to Lincoln. Lincoln paid the price with his life, folks. And there were, there were many others, many others, not just slaves, abolitionists, Christian, white men. I know that's shocking. That risked their lives to fight against slavery. That knew that America was the last best hope on earth. That knew that God didn't approve of slavery like that. And made radical, fundamental changes in their life. Just like our founders did during the revolution. Some of this, them lost everything, folks. They lost friends. They lost fortune. They lost their health. They lost land. But they knew that they were fighting evil. I wish that I had, this stuff pops in my head, y'all forgive me, but I wish that I had found the quote of one of our founders who was imprisoned in the prison conditions at that time in the revolution. You know, they were horrific, just absolutely horrific. Uh, his health deteriorated. He finally was freed, I believe, in a prisoner exchange. I can't even remember the founder's name right now. He was the signer of the declaration, if I remember correctly. And ended up very soon after his release, uh, toward the end of the war, maybe after the war, uh, he was dying and he knew it, he passed on. Uh, but as, as he was getting close, his opinion was, it's okay, it's okay, I did what I was supposed to. And I can leave, I can leave my family with this heritage, my children with this heritage and this strong faith in, in God and Jesus Christ because I made the tough decisions. I wonder if we'll be able to say the same. So a couple other places I wanted to read through. This is President Ronald Reagan in his second inaugural address in 1985. History is a ribbon, always unfurling. History is a journey. And as we continue our journey, we think of those who have traveled before us. Now we hear again the echoes of our past. A general falls to his knees in the hard snow of Valley Forge. A lonely president paces the darkened halls and ponders his struggle to preserve the Union. The men of the Alamo call out encouragement to each other. A settler pushes west and sings a song. And the song echoes out forever and fills the unknowing air. It is the American sound. It is hopeful big-hearted, idealistic, daring, decent, and fair. That's our heritage. That is our song. We sing it still. For all our problems, our differences, we are together as of old, as we raise our voices to the God who is the author of this most tender music. And may he continue to hold us close as we fill the world with our sound. Sound and unity affection, and love, one people under God, dedicated to the dream of freedom that he has placed in the human heart, called upon now to pass that dream on to a waiting and hopeful world. We can't pass on this dream, this America, American sound, this, this American soul, folks, just like the name of the podcast. We can't pass this on if we don't radically, fundamentally turn our lives back to God individually 
our marriages back to God, our children back to God, our priorities realigned, recentered, refocused, back in our public life. Again and again and again, I'll go back to James Otis just because it's on the top of my head. God is the cornerstone of our republic. He's not in the peripheral. He's not to be rejected. He's not just on the side, folks. He's supposed to be the cornerstone of our republic. And if he's not, then the republic falls, just like a building with a cornerstone poorly laid or a cornerstone broken or thrown out. I think we've got time for one more. It's a great quote by Reagan. So we're going to have to go back to that. This is another by Reagan. This is from 1974 from his famous Shining City Upon a Hill, which we'll come back to later on. We cannot escape our destiny, nor should we try to do so. The leadership of the free world was thrust upon us two centuries ago in that little hall of Philadelphia. In the days following World War II, when the economic strength and power of America was all that stood between the world and the return to the Dark Ages, Pope Pius XII said, the American people have a great genius for splendid and unselfish actions. Into the hands of America, God has placed the destinies of an afflicted mankind. We are indeed, and we are today, the last best hope of man on earth. Folks, I, I have so much emotion at this, it's hard for me to keep my voice at a steady tone. We are, in a sense, all that is standing between the world and darkness. Pick whatever issue you want. Pick Russia and Ukraine, pick China, uh, pick Iran, pick North Korea, uh, pick closer to home, Cuba or Venezuela. And then internally, pick those poor children that are being just their lives destroyed by LGBTQ lifestyles or feminism and the rot that it's brought into education and our marriages and our families. Pick illegal immigration and the absolute destruction that it's causing, the poverty that the, just the evil values of the left pick critical race theory and, and the identity politics that are infecting like cancer and have been for decades our society. Folks, if we don't stand between these evils, then, then we, going back to the dark ages, it's not melodramatic. We've had great leaders that have made that comment, that acknowledgement in times past. If we don't stand in the gap, there's nobody else, folks. That's not to say for those of you that are Christian of a strong faith, I'm not saying that God can't raise it up somewhere else. But there are consequences, earthly consequences, for our lack of accepting that destiny that Reagan talked about, that mantle of freedom based on Jesus Christ, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the Lord. And if we don't, there's darkness, folks. There is darkness on the horizon. There are dark clouds. There is a fight rushing full steam at us. And if we don't make some radical fundamental changes in how we live our lives and focus on what's actually important instead of just going about our daily lives, earning a paycheck, trying to get more money, trying to be entertained, we are already paying a price. We don't even know it. We don't even know it, and we're already paying a price. We think we're rich, and we have everything going for us, and the ground's already shaky beneath our feet. And there's no guarantee 
that if we turn back to God, everything's going to work out beautifully. You go back to the founding fathers that that it turned out poorly for. You go back to so many lost in the Civil War or World War II or whatever. But if we turn back to God, there's hope. There's at least hope. There's a chance. There's a chance. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Thank y'all so much for listening, continuing to share the podcast and to help it to grow. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.